allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... I'm Will Pelagic. The intro makes me want to run through a brick wall, partly because public service announcement is a great instrumental, partly because I'm Will Palachik is some of the best words uttered on these airwaves. He's in the studio right now, Charlotte FC play-by-play announcer. And I put here on the segment, because I wasn't sure, I put may or may not have blue hair. I will tell you he does not have blue hair, but he does have the blue dye. And I think what we've decided on is that we are going to put out a video on social media and that we are going to dye his hair then because the audible medium maybe not lending itself to dyeing the hair on air. Like we, we tried to figure this out, but this is ultimately what we decided on, Willie. I think that's fair. And I think it uh, it allows an opportunity for the people to see it, to, to have a visual seeing of it done. And uh, I can tell you right now, I'm... Uh, I'm really scared. <laughs> You've got the bottles right here. And uh, it's we have two bottles of Punky Color hairspray and one bottle of L'Oreal Colorista <laughs> blue hairspray. So I'm ready for it, man. And what I love about Willie P is that you felt the need to buy three separate bottles, so we each well, had a bottle at our disposal. Of course. Well, I got I bought I bought two big bottles for the two of you, and I bought a little bottle for itty bitty fitty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's cold. No, that that actually is a lot of skill. Knowing that you're about to get your hair dyed and still throwing insults and good ones at that. That is the Willie P that I want in the studio. And we have all three, our own separate bottles. I'm excited to do it. And just real quickly, just to focus on this once more, we were battling for this, Willie. Mm. We, I was ready to fight. I brought out the gloves. I was ready to fight Will Kunkel on Queen City News. No, <laughs> Will. Okay. I was with Willie in the moment. On the sideline of Spectrum Center talking to P.J. Washington. It's all Sam Farber's fault, really. Yes, that's true. But when we were talking with P.J., he said that would be the thing that motivated them. And then they got the fifth straight victory. I'm going to be there at the end. I'm there at the beginning. I'm ready to be here at the end. And Will Kunkel tried to steal my thunder. And I will be, by the way, out at the Walmart on Yonts Road Thursday with the blue hair out there promoting our Hornets ticket stop and the fine folks at Dr. Pepper, Strawberries, and Cream, giving away Hornets tickets, too. So you'll be able to take a picture with the blue-haired greatness. All right. I got I got to ask, too, just before. I, I want to get to the FC stuff, but, I mean, you're about, you're about to have blue hair. Come on. How long is this thing going to last, Willie? I'd say, by, as I said, it's gone by the weekend. It's gone by the weekend. Has to be. I think that's fair. I, I, w- I would hope for a week. But well, I think the weekend is is pretty fair. Here's here's the thing that I don't understand with a lot of these these keyboard warriors out here is say, oh you're you're not doing real die and you should man up and do real die. You you first, pal. You first. <laughs> me, me after you. Okay. So like I'm 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 being a good sport as much of a good sport as I can be, but the. The warriors out there are kind of harsh in my mellow a little bit. Well, we're not going to do that. We're, and, I'm ha- and, and honestly, it's I'm happy that they're playing well. Like, that's the other part of this is that, hey, they had to get to this point. I, I hate that LaMelo got injured. It sucks. But, like, who in their right mind would have thought that five teams would get cobbled together like the Keystone Cops and lose to this basketball team? <laughs> honestly. Anybody? Anybody out there? I don't um, think so. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm not going to dog you for going with the spray rather than the quote-unquote real dye. It's Willie P joining us in the Planet Kia studios. And we appreciate Willie P for doing so. Let's talk about Charlotte FC start to the season. Willie, what was it like? What was the emotion like in the building Saturday night during the uh, walks tribute to really get the season started? Well, I first want to salute 
the 69,345 we had there on Saturday because to be able to do that with the kind of questionable weather we had throughout the week, uh, I fully maintain that if we had the kind of weather we're having today and basically all last week, we might have gotten back to 75,000 again, maybe even threatened at the record again. But the folks that were there, Big, big salute to you. You guys made it a very crazy atmosphere once again. And uh, the tribute from Anton Walks, I think, hit all the right notes. Uh, I just don't know whether or not that tribute negatively affected the team because it did come out a little bit tentative. And I think that permeated throughout the entirety of the match. The same club that we saw throughout the preseason, which was not afraid to enter dangerous areas, not afraid to cross the ball, not afraid to shoot, didn't show up on Saturday for whatever reason. I think that's incredibly concerning because it, it seemed to me that we were going to see a little bit of different nature, a little bit more nerve from players inside the box. Uh, the, the opportunities were few and far between, despite the fact that the amount of shots was relatively equal. And unfortunately, an untidy clearance from Carol Svidersky allows the lone goal of the game to go by the wayside. And Charlotte FC, instead of picking up one point in the opening match, uh, has to settle for zero. Well, and, and you mentioned just the mood surrounding the team. How much did the players on the roster talk about that? The coaching staff? I mean, did they discuss just how it felt like a different mood rather than what everybody kind of expected them to come in, uh, I, them to come in with? I think they they all kind of took that loss, especially personally, because they want to be able to reward the crowd. And and even Christian Latanzio said, you know, I'm not trying to sound doom and gloom here, but you definitely got the sense that this is one they really wanted to get and not just for the fans, but for Anton specifically. And I think that's, that's part of their drilling this week is that, you know, and I was out of training earlier today. Uh, the mood was light. The mood was, was airy. So it's, it's not as if they've carried that into this week, but I think uh, they'll be all business this week because I feel like getting over that hurdle, getting over that emotion of playing their first game without uh, their fallen star, I think is, is something they needed to get through. Well, if he, we know Charlotte and Atlanta, they're rivals in a lot of sports. We talk about football, Panthers, Falcons, Hornets, Hawks. But is this a rivalry that can reach the levels of those, or are they already there? And is Atlanta going to be Charlotte's rival if they're not already? I think they are. I think the fact that those two teams split uh, the two games a year ago, and we'll see next week when they come up here just how much of a uh, – how much of a crowd they'll bring. They brought a, a lot of people the first time around when they came up here and uh, Charlotte FC got a 1-0 win on a Olympico by Jordi Alcivar. That was a real, real great moment and one of the seminal moments of the inaugural season. And I think it was also an arrival moment because Atlanta is looked at as kind of that one expansion club that kind of got it right right off the bat. Uh, they won a championship in their second season. So uh, they have become a lot for a lot of teams a model to follow. They've kind of fallen back a bit over the course of the last couple of seasons, but they seem uh, primed for a resurgence. They uh, had a come from behind victory uh, in their opening contest uh, with two goals and added time with Thiago Almada. But I think next week when we see that matchup uh, after Charlotte FC takes care of uh, their St. Louis matchup, I think it'll be very interesting to see uh, how much of that crowd comes up 85 and also in turn uh, how many Charlotte FC fans make the trip down to Atlanta as well because uh, that's going to be a rivalry. I think Nashville has kind of 
checked in and looked in on Charlotte also after they had the one matchup last year. They're now in the Eastern Conference, so we'll get a home and home with them. So I, I think those two are the ones you look at, but there's other teams too as well. Red Bulls is one that uh, I think kind of comes up too as well because they've they played a bunch of games. I, I think a lot of times geography, we might be trying to force geography to happen a little bit, but I think it comes down with as more history gets laid down and which games become more intense. I think you'll you'll see those things more clearly defined. The national broadcast, they made a point of contrasting the disparity in the spending between both of these franchises. Kind of kind of speak to that and how each of them have built their respective teams. Well, I, I find, you know, I talked about this with Zoran Cornetto when we were standing on the field. He said, you know, we, we could have went out and spent a whole bunch of money right off the bat. And, and a lot of teams do do that. And, and, and they try to, you know, make things happen right away. But, but what they want to build is they want to build a sustainable product. And it's not like they don't want to spend money they have spent money they they went and got uh, a guy who they spent as much money on carol Svidersky last year in and in, in enzo capetti to, to try and fortify their front line it, it's not as if they're satisfied with occupy uh, occupying a certain space they're wanting to build a product that's going to, su- to sustain itself and the the danger with going out and spending the kind of money that a lot of those other teams had spent is that you could spend that money that player ends up playing out of their mind and is gone to Europe in a year. And so then what are you left with? And so what they wanted to do is they wanted to build a foundation of players like a Brant Bronico, you know, like an Andre Shinyashiki, guys who are going to be in this league and who are going to be effective in this league for a very, very long time and also supplement that with designated player level talent like a Camille Josviak who still is yet to produce at this level but I think we had a he had a good preseason you know a guy like a Kerwin Vargas who's a developmental prospect and other players of that ilk who I think once you get down to it there's more than one way to skin a cat in this league and, and they're they're trying to take the more methodical approach but it's not for lack of resources it's more for they want this thing to be able to last all right real quickly before we go to the next break i wanted to ask you this because i heard you talking last week about how exciting this team is maybe compared to last year it was more defensive minded now mm-hmm. you might have a little bit of a shift and an offensive minded team did charlotte fc set out to do that or was that just kind of how the cards played out i think it was more Based on the way that New England plays, I think New England really funnels everything to their edges with their two fullbacks, Dewan Jones and Brandon Bay. And unfortunately, Charlotte FC is stronger in the middle of the field with their midfielders, and they were denied really any opportunity to play the ball in the middle of the field. And so as a result, uh, Charlotte FC was relegated to having you know two fullbacks who did not necessarily have their best game offensively. Mora had a, had a better game offensively than Nathan Byrne did. He probably was almost a contender for the man of the match, if not the man of the match. But the two wingers, I should say, didn't have the best game servicing the ball. And as a result, you were left with chances that went unrequited, chances that didn't necessarily end up in goal-scoring opportunities. Charlotte FC is going to be best when they are able to get Ashley Westwood and Brant Bronico the ball in space so they can service Carol Svidersky and Enzo Capetti. And I think, uh, unfortunately, their midfield, they being New England, denied a lot of those opportunities.